Peter went up to Jesus and said, Lord, how often must I forgive my brother if he wrongs me? As often as seven times? Jesus answered, Not seven, I tell you, but seventy-seven times. And so the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who decided to settle his accounts with his servants. When the reckoning began, they brought him a man who owed ten thousand talents, but he had no means of paying, so his master gave orders that he should be sold, together with his wife and children and all his possessions, to meet the debt. At this the servant threw himself down at his master's feet. Give me time, he said, and I will pay the whole sum. And the servant's master felt so sorry for him that he let him go and cancelled the debt. Now. 
As this servant went out, he happened to meet a fellow servant who owed him one hundred denarii. And he seized him by the throat and began to throttle him. Pay what you owe me, he said. His fellow servant fell at his feet and implored him, saying, Give me time and I will pay you. But the other would not agree. On the contrary, he had him thrown into prison till he should pay the debt. His fellow servants were deeply distressed when they saw what had happened, and they went to their master and reported the whole affair to him. Then the master sent for him. You wicked servant, he said. I cancelled all that debt of yours when you appealed to me. Were you not bound then to have pity on your fellow servant just as I had pity on you? And in his anger, the master handed him over to the torturers till he should pay all his debts. And that is how my heavenly Father will deal with you, unless you each forgive your brother from your heart. sometimes forget that Jesus and his apostles were all devout Jews, full of the traditions of Moses and steeped in the scrolls of the Old Testament and the Psalms. And they could probably sing all of the Psalms as well. This being so, much of what Jesus hoped and trusted in can be found in these old scriptures. Take Psalm 102 for instance, the Lord is compassion and love. What's an incredible thing to realise and remember, especially if we believe the view from verse 2 which says, It is he who forgives all your guilt, who crowns you with love and compassion. The unforgiving servant could be called the official with the bad memory, because he obviously forgot this. Then we have the first reading from Ecclesiasticus 27, sometimes called Sarah saying, forgive your neighbours the wrong they have done you, and your sins will be pardoned. What does Jesus say in the Our Father? Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive, etc. Also, it says in um, Ecclesiasticus, do you harbour anger against another and yet seek healing for yourself from God? Don't you think, the story invented by Jesus about the unforgiving servant is based on the same Old Testament passage which gives a clear summary of what Jesus was telling Peter about mercy. If a man nurses anger against another, can he then demand compassion from the Lord who is compassion and love? But nevertheless, forgiveness must be more than seven, in fact infinite. Remember last week, Paul told the Romans all the laws of Moses can be summed up in the single command of Jesus. You must love your neighbour as yourself. Love is the one thing that cannot hurt your neighbour. The Gospel today is therefore all about compassion and love, I think. Peter wants to know if there's a limit to this and Jesus very emphatically says no. Human thinking would very probably set a limit on how many times you can forgive. In fact, the, the Jewish rule was three times and then let them have it. 
Spiritual thinking says, the Lord is compassion and love, where there is no limit, all based on Jesus. The core of most TV dramas and BBC and ITV iPlayers seems to be based on the strains of modern life and relationship breakdowns, with human reactive thinking forming the expected response. New Tricks is a police drama which had, in one episode, Jerry, who used to be in Minder, accusing one of the other ageing detectives of pinching his sausage roll. He even went so far as to check all the other desks for crumbs. Now Steve's desk had crumbs and Jerry mistakenly jumped to the wrong conclusion. Now the TV writers have Jerry using worldly, revengeful thinking and he explodes in a, an emotional rage full of revenge, feeling uh, really badly done to and he's, he's hurt his emotions, he's, he's ready, he thinks he's right to abuse Steve and do what he can to get his own back. The sausage roll escalates into a major argument with these two detectives about to come to blows over something which costs less than 80p. Although this is a simple case where someone harbours anger against another, big widescreen 65-inch A1 TVs with surround sound push other more worrying tensions full of all kinds of scenarios into our living rooms, along with, and this is the point, worldly advice about how to cope with these tensions. Jesus suggests other answers to these life tensions that involve faith, hope and love, found particularly in reconciliation, possibly through calling on the Holy Spirit. Now the New Tricks programme did end with Jerry and Steve apologising to one another, but I feel that might not be the end of the matter, when Jerry found the sausage roll had been in his own pocket all along. <laughs> Now, when I talk about human-led thinking and spirit-led thinking, I must be careful not to give the impression that human-led thinking is somehow evil. In particular, that it has a, a wider implication that being fully human is not always to the glory of God. In fact, I would have to agree with Centurinius um, that that's completely nonsense. A man, woman, fully alive, that is the glory of God. But what I'm talking about here is mercy and forgiveness. And I pray that I've not misguided anyone into uh, trying to improve their own standing with God by legalistic living or ascetic disciplines. This cannot be done. Salvation is God's free gift through Christ. I believe the natural world is inherently good, along with physical delights and joy given to all within the gift of life and humanity. The aim is that spirit-led thinking will allow us to put Jesus as central to all that we do. He is the focus for Christian living. A modern Jesuit, Father Peter Hannon, puts it best for me in his book, Follow Your Dreams, where he says that each of us has a built-in dream from God for our happiness, and that's the actual dream is that we have life and have it in abundance. The Gospel of today tells us that this dream reaches its fulfilment in the Kingdom of God. The message considers that at present the rule of God is not fully operation, but 
in this story for Peter, it's one of the ways Jesus expects mercy to be in the heart of all his followers. Anyone coming into the kingdom must follow him and his command of love. So the disciples' duty is always to forgive whoever wrongs them and to further the cause of reconciliation rather than retaliation and revenge. <laughs>